Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Some news breaking, and I'm a little, I'm just going to say cautious. According to Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports, the Washington Commanders, who are looking for a new offensive coordinator after firing Scott Turner, uh, according to Jonathan Jones sources, the Commanders are letting potential candidates know that their likely starting quarterback in 2023 will be Sam Howell. He is expected to be quarterback one when the Commanders begin their offseason work in the new year. That is a fifth-round pick in the 2022 draft with one year of starting experience, getting the nod, not only the nod, but getting the uh, the treatment of already being established when you're hiring. Right? It, the, he is the vacation that you already had planned when you took a job. Right when you're telling the, the the person that's offering you the job, hey, I love it. I know I you know I have to work to earn my my paid time off, but I already booked flights for a wedding. I'm going to be out of town for a week, and and they let you go. This is them looking at the offensive coordinator and saying, hey, yes, I know you want to run your offense. I know you have your your philosophy and your plans and the traits you look for in a quarterback, but we've already established Sam Howe. We've already established him. Now, that's obviously going to be one of the questions we have for you here on Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Uh, but we, I mean, the offseason is nothing but questions for Washington. So the phone number is 1-800-636-1067. That's the call in line, 1-800-636-1067. The, the first week of the playoffs is the first week of the offseason for bad teams. And, and I mean, I'm just going to say it bluntly, bad teams are teams that aren't in the playoffs. Uh, when when the other teams, the good teams, if you will, to just put it black, black and white, uh, when they're getting ready to play in a playoff game, that's an advantage for the bad teams for next season, right? Whether intended or not, the NFL is designed to create parity in a bunch of different ways. I mean, the most obvious being the bad teams get the best draft picks. That's designed to close the gap between the haves and the have-nots, the, the, the goods and the bads. But also, bad teams have longer off-seasons, and you have to use that to your advantage as well. So with an extra week, maybe an extra two, three, four, five weeks of, of off-season ahead of your competitors, what is priority number one for the commanders this off-season? That's the question. 
What is priority number one? You're not going to be able to fix everything, right? When you're a seven-win, seven-win, eight-win season in three years consecutively, it's not one problem. It's a list of problems. And you might not be able to solve them all. So which one do you take care of first? Which one goes to the top of your priority list? And there's a host of different options, right? So what is priority number one this offseason, which, you know, this is week one of the offseason. What is priority number one this offseason for the commanders? I want to hear 1-800-636-1067. Call in with your priority number ones. I'll give you some, uh, some options. And one might be solved according to today if you, if you believe Jonathan Jones sources and, and we have no reason not to. Uh, find a quarterback. Should the offensive coordinator come before the quarterback? Should the quarterback come before the offensive coordinator? Resign to Ron Payne. Improve the secondary. What are what, what's the number one priority? Resign Jeremy Reeves. I mean, he's an all pro, right? <laughs> all pro special teamer, but an all pro is an all pro. Where does he fall on the list? He's a crowd favorite. Where does Heineke fall in all of this? 1-800-636-1067. And, and it's important to, to start right away. The, the mm, I don't know, the, the, I don't want to say the lazy person's way to go about it, but the, the maybe stereotypical or the, the agreed upon is after the season, you take two weeks, you go on a vacation, then you take two weeks with resting your body, then a month in, it's like, okay, let's dive into it. You're giving back your advantage when you do that. You need to be tackling the, this to-do list as quickly as possible. You need to, to start checking them off as quickly as possible. So maybe I like that they're uh, publicly kind of telling offensive coordinators that, that Sam Howell is the guy because you're, you're checking things off. Every team in the division right now, right? The, the Giants, the Cowboys, even the Eagles on a bye week, all three of those teams, everyone in your division is worried about winning in the playoffs. They're worried about winning playoff games. You have to be using the time while they're doing that. They're still focused on 2022 to get a jump start on the offseason and get a jump start on chasing them down for 2023. So, so Sam Howell, if he is penciled in as the guy, I think that's that's bold, okay? Well, I, <laughs> we'll talk about it throughout the show. It's bold. Right, I think you should at least give a call to Derek Carr. You should at least call about what a top draft pick is going to cost in a trade. I think you should do all of that before you start telling coordinators you're going to have to make it work with, with Sam Howe. But checking off the quarterback position is a huge to-do list item. Huge. And if, and if that is checked off... It's interesting, right? It, it, if that's checked off, then you move to the offensive coordinator. You 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 actively stay on Deron Payne and his agent about re-signing him. You you look at the secondary and the options in the draft. Then then you can start narrowing down your focus. Uh, speaking of the Sam Howell news, and if you're just tuning in, according to Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports, and and it's been corroborated by Nikki Jabala, the Washington Post, a few others. Um, the commanders are telling their next offensive coordinator their starter will likely be at the quarterback position, Sam Howe. 
They like Hal. They they really like the idea of having a quarterback on his rookie deal. So they're going to try to build the roster, fix the other problems around a cheap option at the starting quarterback spot. Let's go to the call in line, which is open, as always, here on Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. The number is 1-800-636-1067. That's 1-800-636-1067. Dave in Woodbridge has some thoughts on the Howell situation, the Howell news, and I want to hear them. So let's go to Dave. Dave, thanks for calling in. What do you think about Howell being tentatively penciled in as the guy? So I'm happy for once we actually have a plan, it sounds like, instead of spinning our wheels and going in no direction. Um, So now hopefully they can focus on the rest of the team with, you know, Payne, maybe re-sign Curl. Um, I'm not as down on the secondary as most. I still feel like we need another linebacker and two offensive linemen. If if you bring in one of these other quarterbacks, that's going to be 30 to 40 million dollars. We got to cut people. We we can't even bring anybody else in. So I'm I'm. It's how to answer. We don't know, but that doesn't mean who knows. Maybe that guy from uh, uh, Texas Christian might fall down a little bit, and we might be able to move a couple spots to get him as well. You know, the draft is still always the great unknown. I'm I'm just happy we have a plan. Welcome back into Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. I'm Tim Donnelly. Call-in lines open, 1-800-636-1067. I think what happened before that break is the, the Sam Howell news just fried our connection, but we're back up and running. And if you want to know what that Sam Howell news is, a uh, little bit of a a pretty big news news drop here. Uh, the the CBS Sports's Jonathan Jones reporting that the Commanders, as they look for their next offensive coordinator, are telling candidates that Sam Howell is their quarterback one for right now. <laughs> I mean, pencil them in, right? As they start off season activities, they're expecting Sam Howell to be their quarterback one and the offensive coordinator. If you take the job, you're going to have to be all right with that. Was that the number one priority thing for the offseason checked off a week into the offseason before the playoff games even get start? Maybe. Maybe. But again, I want to hear your reactions to the Sam Howell news, which is why we opened up the phone lines. 1-800-636-1067. Mark and Largo has some uh, some thoughts on it, so we'll go to him. Mark, thanks for calling in. What do you have to say about the, uh, the Howell news? Well, being that I wanted Sam Howell, Ever since we drafted him uh, in April, I'm the, I'm the biggest Sam Howell fan. It's a, it's a good move, and it's an understandable move because they don't have anybody else under contract. Taylor Heineke's not going to be here. He, he's not under contract, and neither is Carson Wentz. So really, that's really the only objective they really have. It's kind of like if I was buying that radio station, and you're the only one there, and everybody else is left because they're free agents, their contracts are up, but I'm selling you to the sponsors. So it, it's real, they can't say, oh, we're going to have Derek Carr. Oh, we're going to go get Jacoby Brissett. Oh, we may get AR-15 in the draft. We, we can't say that yet. I mean, you, you just can't. You have to sell Sam. So I understand where they're coming from. And, and, it's, and look, everybody's talking about his, he's a fifth-round pick. Look, we may have a seventh-round pick with a Super Bowl this year in Purdy. We've got a sixth-round pick who won seven Super Bowls. I'm not saying that Sam Howell goes to, but what I am saying is sometimes where people are draft, you just have to have the right situation. His college career, his numbers stack up very, very – look at his numbers. They stack mm-hmm. up very, very well against Trevor Lawrence, very well. 
very well against Trevor Lawrence. Look at him. But I think it's a good move. And plus, they can work on other players. All right, Mark, Mark thank, thank you very much for the, the call in. And um, I actually agree with a lot of what you said, but, but there's one element that that I think is being missed here. It's the fact that they're telling the offensive coordinators in the interview process that Sam Howell is the guy. To use the, the legendary Bill Parcells analogy, right? They're telling them, you're going to be cooking the meal of the offense, but we've already chosen the groceries for you, right? I, I don't, I, I'm not saying you should sell an offensive coordinator on, hey, we're going to get Derek Carr or we're going to trade up and go get Will Levis or we're going to really make a big blockbuster move and move into the top two and get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. I'm not saying they should be selling that, but traditionally when you bring in an offensive coordinator, if they're going to be willing to, hitch their career to how successful the offense is and the plays that they're able to call and the players that are able to execute them, you you give them input, right? I mean, only a fool of an offensive coordinator or a, or a GM wouldn't consult with the play caller and offensive coordinator before bringing in a quarterback. So, so this is like a reverse consulting with them, right? It's instead of getting the offensive coordinator on – into your facility, I was going to say on your campus, but obviously we're, we're in the pros here, uh, getting your, your, your coordinator into your facility and then finding out who you all like as a quarterback, it is getting your offensive coordinator based on we can only select out of the offensive coordinators that like Sam Howe. Now, you might miss out on the, the best possible candidate because they're not a Sam Howe fan or they wanted to you know, do their best to bring in Derek Carr. It's, it's the timing of the announcement. It's the, the interest in the news as they're hiring an offensive coordinator. It's an it's, it's order of events thing. But let's talk about Sam Howell, right? Here's my evaluation of Sam Howell, okay? Let, let's, now that the, the, the team has either leaked or a source has, has put it out there that Sam Howell is the guy, my evaluation, and I would say just about everybody's evaluation of Sam Howell, is an incomplete the commanders either have put way too much stock in practice or they are comfortable rolling the dice. Sam's evaluation is an incomplete. He has played one game in the NFL. Now he played solid, not spectacular, but one game is one game. 19 attempts. 19 attempts. It actually seemed like they went into that game. This, is, this was my reaction to last week's game. And I know that's a week old, but, it, but obviously it has to do with the Sam Howell uh, decision. Going into that game, I believe the commander's goal was correct. The goal was, let's see what Sam has. Let's put him in as many difficult situations. Let's see how he reacts to adversity. Let's see how the team reacts to him. Let's see if the stuff we see in practice translates to a game. Then they got a little lead. Right Then all of a sudden Washington was thinking, oh, we might be able to beat Dallas. And they, they forgot about their main goal of seeing what Sam Howell has and their goal turned to winning the game. And he handed the ball off a ton and he ended with 19 attempts. Getting the lead made them think they should prioritize winning rather than putting Howell through every test. I would have liked to have seen Howell attempt 30 plus passes. I, I would have liked to have seen him... him 
almost artificially be put in third and longs to see how he would react. Now, I know, you know, I'm not telling you on second down not to gain yards, but but in obvious passing downs, I want to see how he reacts. In, in obvious rundowns on play actions, I want to see how he reacts. And I would have wanted to see them as many as possible. So then this week, when you're putting Sam Howe penciled in as the starter, you would know more about him, right? I, I think we learned a little bit in week 18, right? The deep ball to Terry McLaurin, you know, according to the, the next-gen stats, all the advanced GPS tracking, was the furthest a completion had traveled in the air for Washington since 2016. So we know that physically his arm is, is significantly better than what we've been seeing from Washington quarterbacks, aside from maybe Carson Wentz, but the problem with him was the deep balls weren't completed. So, so he brings a physicality to the position that you haven't seen. I'm talking from an arm strength situation standpoint. We learned that, but I don't think we learned enough in week 18 to sit back and feel, feel very confident on January 14th saying he's the guy when you know you haven't overturned every stone in the search process. Let's go back to the call in line. Tom in DC has been sitting on hold for us and we appreciate it. You can call in as well. 1-800-636-1067. That's 1-800-636-1067. Tom, what do you think about the uh, the Howell decision or the perceived Howell decision that's being leaked out today? Hey, Tim. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, my son and I were talking about it and we think it's an excellent Excellent step forward. The number one thing we need to do with this team is we need to build an offensive line around him. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't have a good offensive line, guess what? He's not Patrick Mahomes. We've got to spend the money, and we've got to use our drafts this year on building some big boys up front. And guess what? Sam Howell will take off, and he will be an excellent quarterback in the NFL. Thank you for taking okay. the call. Yep, of course. And and. I mean, now we're getting philosophical, right? Now, now we need to uh, sit in a circle, get get a, a, a fountain in the corner, one of those little Zen gardens with the, the tiny little rake, because we're, we're talking philosophies now. It, there's two different ways to build for a young quarterback. One is you get the quarterback onto your team, right? And, and you trade what you have to trade. If it's a whole bunch of first-round picks, you do it, and, and you get your young quarterback that you want to build around. And then you find out what they need, right? Then it's, okay, we need an offensive lineman. Okay, we need a uh, – he's a, he's a good jump ball thrower. Let's get a 6'5 wide receiver. You build around. The other way is you build everything except the quarterback to, to have a nice little, little incubator, a nest, and you drop the quarterback in. So if you're, if you're doing that, right, if you're doing what, what uh, the caller just described, Tom in D.C., um, then you would put – really anybody at quarterback, Sam Howell, sure. Then you go get all the offensive line. Then you get all the wide receivers, which you already have. You go get uh, the running game. You get the tight ends, and you get the offensive play caller, and you get a defense that's strong enough, and you get everything set. And then you go airdrop your Trevor Lawrence or your you know big high-level recruit or, 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 or sorry prospect into that already built incubator, and you say, Sam Howell, thanks for being a placeholder. There's two different ways to think about that, right? And and I wouldn't say there's a right or wrong way, but coaches, they have their philosophies on how to build a team. Ellis in DC is on the call-in line, 1-800-636-1067. Ellis, thanks for calling. What do you have? Thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely – I don't think they're telling people Sam Howell is our day one starter. I think what they're telling offensive coordinators is – 
Taylor Heineke will not be our day one starter. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what they're saying. Um, I, I, I don't think there was enough pressure on Sam Howell for us to know anything of what, what he did against the Cowboys, right? And I, I don't think it, you could have even dropped him back more because our left tackle sucks. And you asked the question earlier, what should our priority be? And that, that should be priority one is get a left tackle so we can protect Sam Howell or whoever we draft or whoever we bring in, like – our left tackle sucks, um, quite frankly. I think we should get on the phone to Houston and offer them a fourth round for Laramie Tunzel. I think that would actually be a great move since they're rebuilding. They don't need a guy that's making $22 million. Um, and I actually, I'm, I'm going to throw another monkey wrench in there. The other caller said there's a, there's a six-round pick or seventh-round pick right now that might win the Super Bowl. Let's get on the phone with the 49ers. They can't keep both Purdy and Trey Lance. Let's make a deal. Let's bring one of them here, and then and then we have our problem solved. Let them compete. We um, too many times we just give people jobs, right? We give the job to Carson Wentz. We give the job to Fitzpatrick. How about somebody win the job? How about we have these guys compete and the best man wins? And I'll sit back and listen. Ellis, great call. Thank you for calling. Uh, that number remains one eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. I do. I do. Uh... And, I, and you could probably hear me chuckling. I do like the idea of uh, we're, we're just telling them it's Sam Howell so everybody knows it's not Taylor Heineke. I, <laughs> I think you could just tell them it's not Taylor Heineke, right? I, I think you could uh, just just <laughs> you could just say, hey, you're going to be a part of the, the decision-making process. If you hate Taylor Heineke, we're going to take that into account. Uh, but I, but I, do, I do find the, uh, the humor in that. Uh, going into what he's saying about the offensive line, the left tackle, uh, going into to the, the creative ways you might be able to get a Trey Lance, especially if Brock Purdy has a nice little playoff run. Those are the things that, I, that make me hesitate on the timing of this. Right. Those are the things that make me go, you know, hey, January 14th might be a little early to start telling coordinators we're rolling with Sam Howe. Because have you done the conversations with San Francisco? I'd almost guarantee you haven't since they're focused on what's going on today, later today in the, the, that storm out there in the Bay Area. Have you called about what the price is for Derek Carr? Have you talked with Derek Carr's agent about if he is cut by the Raiders, if he would be interested in Washington? Have you talked about uh, what would it cost to get up to, to number three in the draft, number four in the draft? Because if you haven't done all of that, going with Sam Howell or being, being upfront with going with Sam Howell with the offensive coordinator interviews, it's, it's might be a little premature, might be a little premature. Paul in Maryland, we'll go to one more caller here. Paul in Maryland has some thoughts on Sam Howe. Uh, and again, if you are just tuning in, CBS Sports and, and Jonathan Jones, per his sources, the commanders are telling offensive coordinators in the interviews that Sam Howe is their likely quarterback one. So if you're going to take this job, just know you're likely going to be calling plays for Sam Howe. And, uh, and we're getting your reactions on the call in line, 1-800-636-1067. Paul in Maryland, what are your reactions to the news about Sam Howe? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, my 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 thought on the process is like this: uh, Sam Howe, the information that we have on him uh, is obviously an incomplete picture. We don't have enough info yet to make an accurate decision as to whether or not you know predict whether or not he's going to find success in the NFL. 
I think uh, what Tom in D.C. was touching on is uh, the right road. Uh, What we need to be doing this season is this offseason is focusing on building an offensive line for whoever the quarterback is going to be. Uh, That said, we can have Sam Howell penciled in as the starter. And if, worst-case scenario, he's not what we hope he's going to be, then there's one word that kind of puts – um, NFL fans on edge, and I'm not going to say it. I'll just say it. It rhymes with schmanking. And uh, <laughs> if if all does not go well with how, and we have the offensive line, and we've got the wide receiver room, and we've got the running back room, then you end up schmanking for a good draft pick and take hometown favorite Caleb Williams, and uh, the rest should work itself out. There, there, there is the elephant in the room, Paul. Thank you for bringing it up. Caleb Williams is hanging over all of this. And I wouldn't even just say Caleb Williams. I would say Caleb Williams and Drake May in next year's draft are hanging over every quarterback decision, particularly amongst teams that uh, are looking for a young quarterback. They are hanging over every decision, and that's where we're going to go next. Caleb Williams, Drake May, how do they play into the decision of the quarterback this offseason for Washington? How did they play into this Howell news that broke earlier, uh, really just uh, about 35, 40 minutes ago? That's next, right here, overtime on 106.7 The Fan. We'll keep those phone lines open, 1-800-636-1067. Your thoughts and more on Williams, Howell, May, Carr, next. Overtime on 106.7 The Fan on a Saturday. It is obviously an NFL playoff football Saturday. Now, this isn't necessarily a a, uh, news dump because it didn't come directly from the team. Uh, But Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports is reporting that according to his sources, the commanders are letting potential candidates know that their likely starting quarterback for 2023, uh, candidates for offensive coordinator, um, that their likely starting quarterback will be Sam Howell. So before you take the job, just know who you're calling plays for. Sam Howe. Now here's the, the, I don't know, elephant in the room is what I call it. The thing hanging over every quarterback decision this offseason is that, A, the local guy, right? Let's not get, get uh, lost. Let's not lose the fact that Caleb Williams is from the area, right? He is a, a D.C. area guy. So the, the possible returning, conquering hero next year, Caleb Williams. Drake May out of North Carolina, I would say, is slightly less exciting, but, but very exciting nonetheless. Those two guys being available, not in this year's draft, because they're, they're not three years removed from graduating high school as of yet, but next year's draft do hang over every single quarterback decision. If you're looking for logic as to why uh, the commanders would be maybe more comfortable than they should be rolling with Sam Howell this year, right? Because the, the surface might say, oh, well, he's a fifth round pick. You didn't like him enough to start him over Heineke or, or Carson Wentz when they were struggling at times and the team was struggling at times and, uh, and you never made the move to him until you were out of the playoff race. He has one game where he plays solid but not spectacular. Now all of a sudden you're willing to roll with him into 2023. Where's the logic? When the surface says that, you have to look for, well, why would they be so comfortable? Right? Look for answers to those questions. One of them might be, well, it's a win-win, 
right? If Sam Howell rolls out there this year and they do end up playing with him and it's not some kind of big smoke screen, if, if Sam Howell rolls out this year and he plays lights out, he's Brock Purdy. If he, if he rolls out and he plays lights out, he's you know another mid-round pick that, that surprises everybody. He's Russell Wilson. He's Dak Prescott. He's uh, Tom Brady, Brock Purdy, uh, even to an extent, Kirk Cousins. I know, I know. Shouldn't throw that name in there. But uh, if he is that, great, right? You, you're holding a winning lottery ticket. You walk up to the, the, the ticket taker and you cash it. But if he's not that, right? If he stinks... Now, you wouldn't wish that upon anybody, but it's, it's within the realm of possibilities. If he stinks, guess what? You look at the rest of your veterans, or actually you, you look at any veteran of value, you trade him away for picks, right? You send them to a contender, you bring back picks, you use all of that considerable draft capital, hopefully you, you tank, and then the, the, the last caller didn't want to use the term tank, he said it rhymed with schmank. Uh, you make sure you get Caleb Williams, and you actually, what it would be is you shoot for the Caleb Williams, even if you miss, you land, you land amongst the Drake May, right? It's like you shoot for the stars, or you shoot for the moon, even if, I messed that one up. You shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you land amongst the stars. If there's two really, really good quarterbacks that you like in a draft, you, you tank as hard as you can, you allow your, your young quarterback to struggle, you, you leave him out there to play through his struggles, and then you hope in the draft you can, you can come back and, and get a guy that you are more confident in, and that would be the local guy, Caleb Williams, or the North Carolina's own uh, Drake May. So that, I mean, part of the, the reasoning why Sam Howell might be starting next year isn't necessarily because he, he gives you the best chance to win or you think he can lead him to the playoffs. It might be that he is extremely high ceiling, low floor, and there's a, a low chance of him being meh, right? There's a low chance of him being yeah, an average quarterback. He's either going to be an excellent, awesome, pleasant surprise, or he'll be a, a rough one to get through. Either way, you either end up with an excellent, awesome, pleasant surprise or the rough one to get through helps you get Caleb Williams or Drake May. They're hanging over every decision. And, and you know, uh, teams out there like uh, the Seattle Seahawks with Geno Smith, I think, I think their decision on Geno Smith hanging over that situation is Caleb Williams and Drake May. I think you're more likely to... Um, I think you're more likely to franchise tag Geno Smith this, this year like this offseason, and give him one more year knowing if the wheels do fall off, you can always do everything you can in the draft to get one of those two guys next year. If you sign him to a long-term extension, you're missing out on any opportunity to get those guys. It's overtime on 106.7 The Fan. You can call in 1-800-636-1067. Marvin in Reston has been hanging on hold for us. We appreciate it. Marvin, thank you for calling in. What do you think about Howell and, and, and this team's offseason? Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. This is just politics as usual in D.C., man. <laughs> who, made the state, who made the statement that uh, Howell was going to be the starting quarterback? Ron? You can't trust no. Ron. Okay, I, I see what you're you getting at. Continue, continue. What did you say? I said, I see what you're getting at now. I was, I was going to step in and answer the question, but now I recognize you were, you were making yeah, a point. So go, go ahead and make your point. Yeah, my point is, first of all, how are you going to demand that House is starting quarterback when you don't even have an offensive coordinator? And you make a demands when you had a chance to go to the playoffs and you blew it. 
and that's not the first time you blew it. You got rid of all the offensive linemen so you could bring in a $28 million quarterback <laughs> that the offensive coordinator and the owner from that team said, Carson, is, he doesn't have it anymore. So you get upset with the media and you start saying, oh, I did all the background check on on the quarterback, and he's fine. He'll be good. Now, when that blew up in your face, you all of a sudden said, oh, no, we, we wanted to have a running game because your boy Robinson was doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And it was so confusing that Turner was like, he's glad to be out of here, man. If I was any quarterback under this regime, I'd be hitting the Trailways bus station to get out of here, man, because the whole – situation is a mess it's a mess completely agree marvin and, and thank thank you for the call uh i, I just want i i want to jump in and, and react to to one of your points there i hope and and this is why making premature decisions at the quarterback situation is a problem because flip-flopping at the quarterback is bad and we saw that this past year Right, One of the biggest mistakes made by the coaching staff for Washington is Carson's our guy, no doubt. Carson's our guy. He gets hurt. Taylor wins a couple games. Never mind. Taylor's our guy. Uh, we're going to roll with him. He's quarterback one. Taylor loses a couple games. Never mind. We're going back to Carson Wentz. Oh, no, wait. It, the, the back and forth, like no quarterback can get into a rhythm with that. So it's almost like don't make a decision until you 100% know you're committed to it because if you have to flip-flop, you know, two months from now, if you flip-flop at the draft, if you flip-flop when, when free agency opens up and you go to another guy, it just goes to show that, that you're not committed to anyone. You have no conviction in your quarterbacks. Uh, one more caller here, Danny in Rockville. Uh, speaking of, and, and this is... You know, I said that the the next year's quarterbacks are hanging over every decision. In Washington, I think Danny in Rockville has the true figure that is hanging over every decision. Danny, thanks for calling in. Uh, what do you have? Thanks. I appreciate it. I think the uh, – I like that previous caller that said Schmankin, so I'm going to say <laughs> blighter is the factor. So what, what I'm thinking about the most is um, I do not want Danny – involved in the decision if there's a way to make sure that happens then i'll roll the dice but i cannot have his input and i do not believe uh ron when he said that he was the only one who made the decision with carson so that's that's my big consideration i'll hang up and and uh great program thanks thank you danny and uh i think i think i I was picking up what you're putting down blighter does that rhyme with schneider There, there you go just in case anyone you know went over their head uh the Snyder situation is another one. And, and matter of fact, at 1 o'clock, right, so in about 16 minutes, we're going to start discussing uh, who should be and who in the world would be willing to be the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. And, you know, the pool of, of, of candidates keeps being narrowed by the Commanders, right? Now you have, now you have to find a coordinator that's – uh, willing to be on this staff and you have to find a coordinator that is willing to work with Sam Howell and you have to find a coordinator that's willing to be uh, on the team when when Snyder is going through his Snyder drama right there's it's, it's a very limited pool and um, his input may not be necessarily asked for they might not say you know hey what quarterback do you want to start to Dan Snyder but he's hanging over every decision right hey who do you want the offensive coordinator to be you don't have to ask that but you're going to find an offensive coordinator that is willing to put up with everything that Dan Snyder brings to the table. 
right? It's, it's, it's not always the, the easiest thing in the world to do. Uh, this is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. We'll continue talking about the news reported by the uh, Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports that the commanders in their interviews for new offensive coordinators are telling those candidates that their likely starting quarterback will be Sam Howell. One start. That's all it took. Sam Howell penciled in as the starter. More of overtime on 106.7 The Fan coming up. So keep those calls coming to the text line. Or sorry, to the call-in line. 1-800-636-1067. More of your input coming up. Welcome back into overtime. 106.7 The Fan. We're going to move on to the the offensive coordinator discussion in a second. But I do want to get a few more thoughts out on this Sam Howell situation. Okay, the offensive coordinator is obviously a big part of the Washington offense. The quarterback is obviously a big part of the Washington offense. And and the offense needs to be solved. <laughs> How about that? The commander's offense has scored the ninth fewest points in the league this season. That is the symptom. What is the cause? Right? We can we can all see the problems. Goal line offense is the problem. Terry McLaurin being situational is the problem, meaning not as inevitable. And not as every single drive being an impact player. And I'm not blaming Terry. I'm blaming how he's used. Flip-flopping on the quarterbacks is the problem. Creativity in the play calling on early downs is the problem. Offensive line at times has been the problem. Quarterback has been the problem. It's tempting to throw all of that on the play caller or the offensive coordinator and pretend that the problems all went out the door with Scott Turner. But almost all of that is a trust thing between the head coach, the play caller, and the quarterback. Those three, the the trio, the triumvirate of offense, the head coach, the play caller, and the quarterback have to trust each other implicitly. And it's up to Ron Rivera to get the right people in those roles so that trust can be there. Right, You can't, uh, in the goal line especially, down when you are in the red zone and the, the close red zone, inside the five, Offensive coordinators, if they are going to put the ball in their quarterback's hands, I mean, there's there's a lot of trust that goes on there. When you can run the ball four times on the goal line, or, or run the ball three times on the goal line, I should say, and protect that field goal, protect those three points, it takes an insane amount of trust to go to the quarterback. Early down creativity and play calling, a lot of it has to do with trust in the quarterback. If you know you can run the ball and pick up three yards and have second and seven, It is a risk, and it takes a lot of trust to throw the ball knowing an incomplete is second and ten. It's a trust thing. And the the head coach has to trust the the coordinator to make the proper play calls. Right? To not make the, the head coach have to make difficult decisions every single time on... Do we go for it on fourth and short? Do we, are we in four down territory or should we kick the field goal? Like all of those different, when should we use the timeout? Those difficult decisions become easier if you trust your offensive coordinator to get the right play in on time. So Sam Howell, is he that guy? Whoever's the next offensive coordinator, can you trust him when the chips are down, when you're in the red zone, when you're backed up on your own goal line, when you are taking a shot early on a down or when you're going for it and actually trying to pick up the first on third and long rather than just trying to get some yardage for the punter. 
Gus and Herndon has some thoughts on on Howell. Again, the, the call lines are open all show. Uh, 1-800-636-1067. Uh, Gus, thank you for calling in. What do you think about uh, Sam Howell and his potential as the starting quarterback? Hey, thanks for taking my call. You know what? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm floored. Um, I just hope this is a matter of interpretation because this means Rivera's risking his career pretty much on Howell because he's only going to get one year with a new owner. I, that's why I saw him be desperate for a guy like Carr or Garoppolo because those guys have, you know, higher floors than Hal would. So I like it for the franchise because, you know, there's a chance that Hal can be really great or we could tank. But I don't see how Rivera really wins from this situation unless he thinks that he has a defense like San Francisco and all he <laughs> needs is a Brock Purdy which I think is a bad policy because I think our defense just feasted on bad quarterbacks this year. Like they're good, but this is basically 2020 all over again. And if Rivera thinks he's got the defense on lockdown, we're in big trouble next year. Gus, you, you touched on, thank you for the call. Call back in anytime. You touched on one of my favorite um, kind of nuanced takes on the NFL. You shouldn't be looking for the decision made by a coach or made by a GM that gives his team the best chance to win until they have a certain level of job security. Up until then, you should be trying to predict the decision that best protects their job, right? There's a a great line in the movie Moneyball, which is one of my favorite movies, right? The movie about the Oakland A's and Billy Bean and all that, uh, where the manager, played by the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, Art Howe, doesn't understand the moneyball nature, right? He's an old school baseball guy and he's he's kind of bucking against the the franchise move towards towards moneyball. And at one point he looks at the, the GM, he looks at Brad Pitt's character and he says, I'm managing this team in a way that I can explain in job interviews next winter. And basically what he's saying is, if I do this crazy thing you want me to do, no one's ever gonna hire me again. Ron Rivera is is you have to think managing this team in a way that'll give him the best chance to catch it, to keep his job. So maybe Sam Howell is that meal ticket, right? If Sam Howell plays well, even if they don't make the playoffs, if Sam Howell develops and looks like the franchise quarterback, Rivera can say, you don't want to mess, mess with anything that's leading to that development, right? I'm doing a great job developing this young quarterback. You don't want to bring in a different voice that might not strike as well. It could give him almost two avenues to keep his job. Either the team wins the championship or Sam Howell develops enough that you don't want to mess with it. It's an interesting little side side thought there. But a great great conversation brought up by Gus. Great call, like I said. Call back in anytime. Uh, the offensive coordinator is the other element to this, right? The story is that broke today. CBS Sports, Jonathan Jones reporting, Nikki Javala, Washington Post corroborating, amongst others, that... The Washington Commanders, in their interviews with offensive coordinators, are saying, expect Sam Howell to be our quarterback one in 2023. Now, obviously, part of that story is about Sam Howell, but part of that story is the interview, who they're talking to, potential offensive coordinators. Why in the world would a legit offensive coordinator candidate agree to join the Commanders right now? That's the question we answer coming up next right here on Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Stick around. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.